Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Welcome to the Proclaim podcast. This is Eric Chow here, and I'm with a friend and a colleague, Sister John Mary. Welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, her office is just a couple doors down. And uh, the reason why she is here, she's so excited to be part of this podcast because I told her that the topic that we're going to discuss is Notre Dame football. That's right. <laughs> Good game last yeah. Saturday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they won. So uh, that was the only way I could get her into the room and have a conversation with me. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Sister John Mary, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, today, we're going to talk about active listening in accompanying others. Uh, you were able to offer this as a workshop at our Upper Room Conference on September 23rd, 2023. And we heard some good things, and we also heard that uh, from from a lot of you in Proclaim that uh, the art of listening, uh, the idea of active listening is something that you want to grow in and develop as a skill, uh, and you recognize how important it is in accompanying others. So we're going to open this up, we're going to have a conversation, and hope uh, we can offer you some value in this topic of active listening. So... Sister, why don't we open it up with you just sharing, you know, what what was some of the things that you shared uh, with with the workshop and, and how we can have this conversation? Sure. Um, maybe I'll just start with the reality that active listening is something that we have to practice a lot of um, it, as we go out in ministry, because basically it's making space for the other to exist and share their stories and to be heard. Um, so often, so many people feel they are not heard, not known, and so our ability to really actively be present and make and listen with our whole being, basically, mm. is so, so important in our ministry um, outreach. Um, more important than any program or process we enter into is, is really being present to the other. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not a very good listener, and I'm always thinking of like a solution yes. or some way to move something without really taking the time to mm -hmm. listen to the other person, like shut my brain off <laughs> and do my very best to, to hear and to understand and, and all of that. So uh, I think in the workshop, you broke that, your workshop down into three particular areas, three Ps, right? It makes it easier P's, to right. remember. So what were the three Ps that you uh, presented? So three P's of active listening is preparation, process, practice. So um, happy to go through those yeah. three P's with you. Um, yeah. And maybe just jumping right into preparation. How do, do we it. prepare? How do we basically get our whole self ready to be present to the other and recognize the sacredness of the other? So mm -hmm. um, I'll just jump right in. Yeah. Uh, so preparation. First of all, um, I'll prayer facing our own history and getting comfortable with intense emotions. Okay. Um, but let's begin with prayer because um, so often when, if we can enter into prayer before we enter into ministry, we can know that it's really God who is guiding us. And if we can silence our own mind and our own thoughts, our own agendas, then we can really be open to what God desires for the individual who's right. going to be standing before us. Okay. Um, and if we look at the great saints, um, the great evangelizers, all of them took time um, for deep prayer uh, before before any type of ministry that they did. Um, 
probably one of the greatest recent example would be Mother Teresa, who would never neglect um, a, an hour of adoration every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, didn't she say even when, when times got busier, double your hour? <laughs> that's right, <Yeah. laughs> that's right. And I think Pope John Paul II was known one time there's a political figure there to have a meeting with him. They came and knocked. He was in deep in prayer, and uh, he said, please have him wait, and, and made this political leader wait for another half hour as he just really gave himself over to the silence of prayer. Yeah. Um, and so the more we... It's, it's something more silent we can be before God, the more we can be at rest and peace before others. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm assuming now that this prayer before the time with others isn't so much, Lord, help them see what I want them to <laughs> do. Right. Or um, <laughs> like, as you mentioned, silence, and you, you mentioned reflection. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, it has elements of seeking God's direction. That's right. Um, you know, putting your own heart at peace that's with, right. with how the, uh, uh, the conversation might go or the interaction that you're going to have right. in the ministry. So, so I'm sure there's a lot of kind of moving part or yeah. not moving parts, but there's some intentionality around this prayer. Yeah, absolutely. There's that, um, more than God, let it be my will be done. <laughs> right. Lord, let your will be done for this individual and help me simply to be present to the sacredness of this individual, um, who remains a mystery to me. So it is, it's, it's basically saying, Lord, help me feel like I don't have to be in control of everything. Yeah, doesn't that that just puts my shoulders down a little <laughs> bit, like because then I feel a lot more confident and yeah. at ease with conversations and and the time I spend with others. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm a Franciscan. We're about to celebrate the feast of Saint Francis tomorrow, um, and I always go back to that prayer that's attributed to him: "Is uh, Lord help me to receive." Lord, help me to understand and not be understood, to console and not be consoled. It's really, Lord, help me to be present yep. to the other. Yeah. And so the more we can let go of our own wants, desires, need to fix things and just be present, the better off we're going to be in ministry to ministering to others. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So w let's talk about some of the other ways that we can prepare for active sure. listening. So another area is facing our own history. Um, when we're in ministry, we're meeting with individuals with history, with areas of woundedness, um, times of joy, but times of sorrows, and they're going to bring all of that. They're going to bring their story. And so the more we're comfortable with our own history, times and areas of woundedness that have occurred to us, um, the more we can process that before being present to others um, allows us once again just to not let it become about us and um, not allow something from our own history distract us from being present to the, okay. the person before us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. I've, I've heard it said that uh, we often don't see the world as it is, but we see the world as we are. Yes. That's and right. so I think what you're saying is like reflecting on your personal history and perhaps parts of your history that may relate to the people that you're talking to uh, just puts that into perspective and, right. and awareness before you have those conversations. So that's if right. I'm going to speak to some uh, some folks that are, um, you know, in similar stages as I am, you mm -hmm. know, married with some young kids, then yeah, I'm thinking right. about some of my own story and the way in which I've lived out uh, our marriage and, and family life, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And so is it really just kind of 
putting that to the fore and just being aware of the fact that, that could filter or uh, influence the way I receive someone else and their story. Absolutely. And it, it may be helpful to find someone to speak with um, mm. through that process, not only our own self-awareness of it, but to actually voice it, share it yeah. our own history. Um, the other beautiful thing about that is that not only does it allow us to be present to the other, it actually then transforms our own experiences into greater, uh, we see purpose and meaning. Right. Um, because all of a sudden we can relate to this other, not triggered by the other, but yes. actually enter into a more full dialogue and um, relationship with the other through that common yeah. history, maybe, yeah. or common woundedness, common joys that you've experienced. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 If I if I thought through some of that of my own story in advance, um, I can be prepared when they bring something up that that's right could be connected to something I right. I'm experiencing, and now I'm aware of my re emotional response. That's right. Uh, in the moment, because I've taken the time to that's think about right. it. Yeah. Wow. I've always thought there's this beautiful article called um, The Theology of the Suffering Body. And it's uh, written, basically the presenter says that the most intimate moment of a person's life is their sufferings. And instead of those be being seen negatively, they become, just like Christ on the cross, those wounded areas become a place of entry and relationship and yeah. intimacy. And that's what facing our own history allows us to be prepared to allow those areas yeah. to be really a place of relationship, intimacy, and depth of connecting with the other and okay. hearing the other. Okay. So it's a beautiful reality. Wow. Per personal <laughs> histories and missionary discipleship could be like a podcast series all on its own. <laughs> that but is we're true. Gonna, we're going to just stay at the surface <laughs> level here and, and just kind of say, you know, take some time to think about your story. Yes, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. And uh, so did you have another area of preparation yeah. or do you want to move to process? Where would you like to go? Maybe one other area is yeah. just be prepared for intense emotions. Right. As people share their histories, as people, I, I do think um, often we're going to encounter in the area of evangelization individuals who have come out of um, sort of profound experiences, whether it's great joys or great sorrows that make them seek Christ, seek the church. Um, and so with those profound experiences usually come pr profound emotions. And so just to be able to be prepared to receive the emotion, make space for the emotions, um, not uh, not try to fix the situation or have a solution, but truly just allow them to share. And, um, and the more comfortable we can be with those emotions, the more likely they're gonna be able to process through it as well. So, right, yeah. So another just thing to prepare yourself yeah, for. Yeah, preparing for that, it sounds, I mean, it is so important and, uh, one of the, I guess, the programs or the tools that we use in Proclaim is Alpha. Yes. And oftentimes you'll sit across the table right. from people with broken stories That's and right. uh, relationships and tensions and um, and also, you know, differing opinions on matters of faith and, uh, and how right. they see the world. Uh, and yet they've come to the table because they're asking the bigger questions. Yeah. And if they're asking the bigger questions, something perhaps in their own life has caused them to come to that conclusion that I need to seek. That's right. And and when we can be prepared to hold their stories with great love and yeah. um, and with respect without going to the answers or, yeah. you know, um, or, or 
even expressing a, a look of judgment or yeah, whatever right, it is. That's right. Uh, to to know that there's something that they might say that we may not disagree with, but it really does mean something to them because right. there could be a lot more to their story and to the to to how they've they've come. Uh, the 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 capa- our capacity to sit in that tension in that space without offering anything I think can speak a lot absolutely. to the individual absolutely and if we can be comfortable with emotions we won't get caught in the emotions good and therefore we will actually hear what's behind the emotions right the story behind the emotion because it's very easy just to get caught into the um, in the emotions and right. all you hear is the motion versus really hearing the story behind it right and so yeah yeah that another just really important as we're preparing to meet with individuals yeah. and okay and bring christ to them very important area, okay so. okay so we've done a little bit of preparation That's surface right. level stuff here just to kind of prompt some areas where sure. we can explore our preparation for active listening so Let's go to process. All right, process. So just three points also. Um, The more we can still our mind, Hmm. um, set aside our assumptions, and really move from problem solving or analyzing. Mm -hmm. Um, To listen is really to just make that space. And so one way we make that space is, as we enter in to still our own mind, and address like prepare to set aside our worries our concerns of the day because we all you know um ministry leaders don't live in a vacuum right it's not like we're just sort of in a neat tidy area that (laughs) um, prepared means we're perfectly prepared for every situation but what we can do is recognize some of our worries our concerns um, and just really practical i know for me sometimes if i know i have to be very present to someone Um, And I am concerned, maybe my mom is sick or one of my sisters is having a hard day. Um, I keep a little notepad Hmm. and I write down those concerns. Um, It it just sort of allows you to get it outside of yourself. And I hand them over to the Lord and it's like, all right, when it's time, I'll come back to this. Okay. So just sort of, um, yeah, just taking that little step of getting okay. it outside of you in so a concrete way. Okay, so you're you're talking you're in a conversation now with someone, you're practicing art of like the the art of listening, uh, the active listening. Mm-hmm. And as they're telling you something of their story, things come to mind that are unrelated to the conversation but mean something to you. That's right. So two things, yeah. two ways I would say you can sorry, exteriorize these things that come up. One is before you're like literally sitting down, getting the room ready. Yep. You have that notepad and you yep. draw down concerns. But the other point too is as they rise in yep. a conversation, same thing. And it may be one word and you can sort of set it aside and say, yeah. okay, just be present in yeah. this process. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's so a good practice. Just sort of a yeah. very concrete thing. And if the person wonders, why do you have a notebook? Actually, people appreciate if they think you're trying to intently be present and, and remember things that right. they're saying. So I have found no one really concerned. Like, oh, right. they just are you writing, jot up. Are you writing down my secrets? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're going to hold this against <laughs> me later? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. one that's one really simple step in yeah. the process of listening. Um, these others are somewhat harder. Set aside your assumptions and preconceived ideas. Um, and we're filled with assumptions and preconceived ideas. Uh, someone can walk in a room and just based on their haircut 
or her tattoos or no tattoos or shirt they're wearing, all of a sudden you have all kinds of ideas and thoughts about who this person is. Um, and the more we can just say, nope, I'm going to allow this person to reveal themselves to me, mm. allow Christ to reveal who this individual mm-hmm. is and um, move away from those assumptions and preconceived ideas. It's, um, it's really important. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pope Francis in Evangelii Gaudium has that wonderful line that that speaks of the accompaniment, and he says, mm. you know, that church has to initiate you know, all all its all of its people into this art of accompaniment, which teaches us to uh, lay down our our take off our shoes before the holy ground of another. Yeah. And when we can acknowledge and see that whom whoever is in front of us is holy ground, that's right. Simply because they were created by God, that's they are right. loved, they are worthy of love, they they have a dignity. Uh, of them just by just by the fact that they are a human being that's right regardless of how they look what their posture is what you might think of their story or what you already know yeah i I think when we when we start with our disposition of 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 recognizing that they're holy ground i think that that can really help with putting aside any assumptions that's right and uh, holy ground to um the mystery of the other the other who stands before us because there's a line, we remain a mystery unto ourselves, yeah. let alone another person. Yeah. Um, and the more we can, instead of come from a place of assumption and preconceived ideas, more from a place of curiosity. Hmm. Like, yeah. who, is, who are you yeah. that stands before me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, giving them that ability to reveal that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because then it it means that not only are you listening to what they're having to say, but your curiosity is also pulling out and demonstrating that you you genuinely want to hear more of what they have to say. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and if they get a sense that you're curious, they're more likely to share so much more. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other one is, and we all fall into this, um, problem solving and analyzing. Um, Once again, they're going to, many people come with, questions about the church teachings and um, preconceived ideas of what the church teaches and it's very easy to fall into teacher mode or you know just making sure that they're clear on where the church stands and um, and there may be there will be moments for clarification church teachings um, that I'm not dismissing that at all Um, but I'm saying in this moment of accompaniment the first um, place is just to be present yeah um, and not not figure out the solution to their questions and problems and struggles yeah. um, and ideas that they have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I am <laughs> so guilty of that. <laughs> and oh, th- so, the, so the way it expresses itself for mm-hmm. me is uh, I, I will uh, I won't necessarily go directly to like the, the teacher mode to yeah. say, OK, you know what? This is this is what the church teaches, blah, blah, blah. And this is, how, you know, what you should believe. But I would find like a relevant story of, in my own life to mm. kind of share and demonstrate a way of seeing something yes. that um, yes. that could be <laughs> yeah. the solution or the you know the the teaching that seemingly it could seemingly be harmless because it's like well that's my story this is what I want to share yeah but could be received as oh you want me to live that way or oh you you you're just trying to like show me a, another way fix my problem etc right. so that's then right. it closes. It closes the door to further understanding and openness and and sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I think we all sort of fall. And and I think the hardest moments are when the solutions seem so clear. Right. (laughs) 
it's like, don't you see, just if you did X, Y, and Z, everything right. would be, and it's so clear to you and to everyone else, but they're not ready to receive that. And so yeah. Yeah. then you lose them. Yeah, yeah. There's that, um, there's that little like, you know, YouTube video with the married couple and like one of them has like that, what is it? Like a, a nail, nail in the it's forehead. It's not about the nail. It's not about the nail. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so clear. If, if you could just take the nail out, your headache would go away. It's like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, and, and as ridiculous as that video seems to be, the reality is um, we all walk around with nails that everyone else sees and we are not in a place to seeing it or accepting right. it. So, yeah. um, but let them come to recognize their nails, if yeah. you will, um, yeah. and allow them to feel what they feel and express what they need to express. Yeah. The other element that's so important with not um, problem solving or thinking of solution is that often when we start to listen and we go right into problem solving mode, we don't actually hear okay. fully what the person is saying. Okay. We hear part of it. Yeah. And then we're now caught in our own mind thinking of solutions and way right. of response. And so we're not truly listening um, fully um, in a way that understands what they're asking actually speaking and asking um, because so often the initial lead into a conversation about a concern or worry um, there are probably much more significant questions behind the initial question right that yeah. we'll miss if we we don't pause and allow them to express it and right listen yeah. on a deeper level yeah so, yeah I wonder if uh, most of our interactions with people are um, are not necessarily helping us practice the skill of active listening. So I'm even thinking like right now, you and I are on a podcast <laughs> and as you're telling me what you're saying, I'm trying to already think in my mind, how yes. am I going to respond? Yes, that's and, right. And so if you're, if you, if you work in a, in a business setting or any other setting, you're also probably yes. thinking in that way too, where yeah. it's, uh, you know, someone says something, I have to respond. Yes. And, and there's that kind of interaction that happens quite, quite often. Even in the family, I'd say a lot yeah. of the, the the interactions can be just more tactical, right? Like, That's do you right. want me to set the table? Yes. Do you yeah. need me to clean this up? Where's the laundry? And you're just constantly like moving back and forth. So That's right. my, my anticipation is that for a, a lot of the listeners, and I would throw myself um, as part of that, that group, I don't spend a lot of time in active listening right. to prepare myself for when uh, active listening is necessary. Necessary, yeah. yeah. And that's you make a good point. It's like everything, you know. The great athletes who do these amazing catches or throws or impossible moves, you th say, how do they do that in in a moment, you know? Um, but they probably have done that move five hundred times before yeah. it presented itself in yeah. a game. Yeah. And that's true with active listening. We have to practice, practice, practice before the moment so that it does come as second nature yeah. in the moment. Yeah. You know, okay. but it, it takes time and, yeah. and, and we're going to fail often. But the more we really in, with great intentionality um, work at that um, and prepare for that. Okay. It'll come. Yeah. Well, that was a natural segue to, I think, the third P, right, which is practice. practice. Yes, okay. that's right. Yeah. And it's uh, practice, of course, practice before, but also the practice of active listening. Yes. So what, what do we want to do in this? Um, so be invitational, be attentive, and be compassionate. Um, so we want to make the person feel 
Because the art of listening, see, the act of listening is hearing. <laughs> right. The art of listening is making the person feel heard. Right. And so how do we um, sort of prepare not only our ears, but really, if we're going to be invitational, our whole surrounding, the environment, you know, our when we're doing ministry, are our um, rooms set up to make the person feel like they're being heard? So, as simple as, do I sit across from this person um, behind a desk, or do I get around a, a table with them and sit next to them? Um, I said, I think in my presentation, how one of the things I've learned is always have tissues yeah. on hand. Yeah. Um, because one of the worst things is someone's to start crying, get emotional, and you have to run out of the room to go find something for right. them to dry their eyes. Yeah. Um, so all these little um, things that you have prepared, a prepared space, you want to prepare yourself, but you want the whole space to be feel invitational. Yeah. Um, and, and then invite them into yeah. Um, into yeah. the conversation. Yeah, if you're having these conversations in a parish and you're sitting in a place where yeah. people can see you, they're walking by, That's like right. you're immediately, like the, the, the environment already says, yeah. don't open up because someone might hear you That's or right. someone might come by and just try to grab your attention for a moment, which also closes the individual yeah. with whatever they want to share. And That's right. Yeah, yeah, and, and avoid the... <laughs> you know, dark basement oh. hall. <laughs> now, sometimes, to be honest, sometimes it's unavoidable. Sure. Yeah. Some people, some parishes just don't have great space. Sure. But you work with the space you have, right? And you yeah. make it as welcoming as possible. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I think is so important in this day and age, um, and I sort of stress this during my presentation, is our phones are such a huge distraction. Yes. And I showed this short video of um, a presenter and he he said, now he picked up a phone and he didn't look at the phone the whole time. He just had it in his hands. And he says, if I'm talking to you and I have this phone, I haven't looked at this phone, I haven't um, made any movement of listening to the phone, tell me, do you feel like you're the most important person to me right now? Right. Right. And so um, our phones are such a huge distraction. So the more we can have it just out of sight. Yeah. And if there's obviously if there's a real need, like someone's in the yeah. hospital and you share to the person. Yeah. I just want to let you know that my wife is in the hospital with one of my kids. Um, I'm going to keep my phone yes. on um, vibrator. It might go anytime. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Explain. But other than those type of situation. Put to really away. put put it away. Um, yeah. Don't let them even see it. Um, and uh, <laughs> as the speaker pointed out, and putting it upside down on the table isn't more polite. <laughs> right. Just right. put it away completely. Yeah. yeah. And so all those things, little things that um, indicate to the other um, you, that I'm distracted or I'm thinking of someone, something else um, is really important to remove in order to the, for them to feel really invited into that situation. Okay. So, um, and then being attentive, um, as I said before, listening, the art of listening, it's not just about hearing the other person with our ears, but it's actually listening with our entire bodies. So the more we can be attentive by their body language, um, 
the tone of their voice uh are they fidgeting not fidgeting like to really truly be attentive on all our senses um to this individual that's really the art right um, i think it's some it's ranges from 70 to 90 percent of communication they say is nonverbal. yes so if all we're doing is listening with our ears we're missing all kinds of communication yeah. that's coming in we're not truly listening um so that really s- a sense of um being attentive and instead of um just sort of assuming you know responses to questions or concerns i would say another way of being attentive is ask questions yes. of the uh, other person mm-hmm. let them draw in your questions, open-ended questions that allow them to go deeper into what they're trying to communicate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, to make this even more kind of practical in, tr- in practice, you could say like to a Proclaim listener, go find a friend, a that's good right. friend that you know, perhaps someone on your core team in ministry or someone that's that's part of your, your parish community that you trust, that they trust you and have a conversation and of course let them know what you're doing and of course and then and then to just say you know i want to practice active listening so tell me part of your story and i'm going to ask questions i'm going to try my best to hold a posture of of listening and openness i'm not going to look at my phone i'm going to you know maintain some eye contact and, and really try not to um to either offer some suggestions or stories or or redirect the uh, this the conversation that's right and that's and that right. that that very like experience could give someone the understanding and the awareness of what happens in our minds that's right and <laughs> what happens with our hands and that's right am i fidgeting am i looking for my phone am i being tempted to wonder you know what time it is etc 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 that's think right that, like that 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 I'm that I'm, I'm kind of assuming is a, a way to practice. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I would say any ministry team, if you have a team, if you're blessed enough to have a full team, mm-hmm. like say an alpha team. Yep. Um, I one of the preparations before the evening is practice some active listening on the yeah. team. Like take a moment and do role playing. Yep. And just and maybe even throw out really like crazy questions that may come up and and just see how you navigate through that in a manner that really speaks of being attentive and open and yeah. listening. That is so problem. good. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing with attentiveness is um, not being uncomfortable with silence. Mm. Because there are going to be moments, especially once again, if you're dealing with someone with great emotions, um, that they might not have words. Right. And there are certain things that will come up that you have no solution for. And so you, it gets uncomfortable because you want to fill it, mm-hmm. fill the space, the void. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that silence is very necessary for what needs to manifest, yep. to manifest. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. I'm going to take a risk here and I'm going to ask <laughs> you if, um, it, cause I've, I've been in those moments of silence and, um, and I've, I've regularly been tempted to say something so mm-hmm. you can correct me and, or either say, okay, that, that, that seems like it worked. Um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll actually just express what I'm like, what I'm sure. sensing. So in that yes. moment of silence, I'll say, oh, I have nothing to say to you right now. And I don't even know, like, you know, but I know, you know, what, what, what I should say, but I know this is really important to you. So if you want, 
if, if it's okay with you to sit in silence, I'll sit in silence with, with you. you. Yeah. 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 yeah so you yeah. invite, because they're going to feel the discomfort as yes. well. So acknowledging it yeah. and then inviting them into it, um, is really a great way to just neutralize the, yeah. the moment and, and to both be present with it. And, and it also expresses to them that you, you're recognizing them and what they may be going through. Cause yeah. if you can voice what you are sort of in your attentiveness picking up on yeah then they also feel heard yeah yeah um and so and and sometimes it's even like this is where attentiveness to body language and facial expressions are so important too because if they're showing a discomfort you can say that right you know it's been silent for a moment i i can sense i can see in your face a discomfort yeah and I just want to acknowledge that. And, and yeah. all of a sudden, they're, they're like, oh, you're picking up right. on. Yeah. Yeah, because you're listening yeah. to, exactly. the, to the nonverbal cues. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes there's an incongruency in expressions. So I might be telling you a very painful story, but laughing through it because of a discomfort. Yes. And so even acknowledge, I know you're, you're laughing through this, but my sense is there's um, a real sorrow in this story, right. you know? Right. And once again, just being attentive to what is, what's being spoken in, um, in that moment is yeah. really good. Yeah. 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 The other element of um, attentiveness is instead of coming up with solutions, if you can just summarize what someone has spoken to you. Mm. And this is really, really helpful because it, it forces you to pause and to truly listen because the only the only um, thing you have to do after this is actually repeat back in your own words what the person has said right um, that's the only solution you're going to provide us <laughs> and so right. that's your only goal <clears throat> and so it sort of puts that analytical part to rest um, problem solving um, sort of mindset to rest because you have a focus goal yeah. in this moment and it's just <clears throat> simply to summarize yeah and that when you redirect your thinking to seeking to understand so that you can summarize That's then right. you 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 kind of squash that that problem solving part of your brain yes. you know like That's trying right. to think of the the solution mm -hmm. and it also removes that um the the problem of s providing a solution to a problem they never had in That's the first right. place <laughs> so you're 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 clarifying something that you heard by re sending it back to them and they might say yeah you didn't get it at all like yeah. it was actually this exactly like, right so <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't offer my solution because yes. it wasn't even the problem that you had yeah yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's really interesting i've seen we use this actually in um marriage formation when we're working with engaged couples and it's so interesting to hear someone speak back to them not actually what the other person said, but their own preconceived notions of what the other person is going to say or their mm. own area of concern that somehow gets projected onto what they say. Yeah. Um, and it really allows for um, the other person to clarify, no, actually, I didn't say I get angry with you because you mm -hmm. didn't do X, Y, and Z. All I said is I'd like you to do X, yes. Y, and Z, you yeah. know. Um, and so that it's really fascinating. We all do this. And once again, we yeah. hear things that the other person doesn't actually yeah. speak. Yeah. 
they start yeah position. so this active listening certainly because we brought this on the proclaim podcast was meant to be fr- framed around the art of accompaniment That's and right. accompanying others to uh to a relationship with jesus but but really it's a skill for life oh yeah uh, in in all kinds of relationships and interactions yeah. that we have around us absolutely yeah. yeah i think if we each worked in this area of act like really forming the art of listening um truly our fam i and i do believe this our families would be transformed by it and our parishes would be transformed by it and i i do believe this is in part why our holy father has been calling us to a synodal process is to really listen to the others there's a beautiful quote um, by bernanos um he's an author french author and he writes um we must listen others into being we oh, must listen wow. others into being basically giving them the space to share their stories and to come to a fuller understanding of who they are yeah. and who they were created for yeah um and in in our ministry of course that's important but really in each of our relationships um so essential yeah to it. yeah um, one of the main ways or like the one of the primary ways or parts of evangelization is certainly t- that we would become credible witnesses. So we, even before proclamation, yeah. we have to demonstrate that we are credible witnesses, that we're okay. trustworthy, that we can hold relationships well. And uh, this sometimes I think the idea of witness is to demonstrate a way of living, uh, you know, some kind of behaviors, etc. We go to mass, we pray, all that stuff. But I, but I think in this way, if we can demonstrate to those whom we love that we are willing and wanting to engage in this practice of active listening, yeah. their reception of that yeah. is is such that um, that our witness would be strong enough to hold um, uh, questions, deeper questions that they might have. That's Why right. are they like this? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, no one else listens to me. Uh, That's you right. Seem, you seem to be able to, you know, to hold everything that I'm sharing yeah. with reverence and um, and love and respect. Yeah. And, um, maybe I can ask you the harder, harder questions, questions and the deeper yeah. questions. And and I think that's that's that that to me, I think, is where um, for those who are wondering how to extend an invitation, yeah. take the time to listen well. Yeah. And sometimes the invitation will just present itself. Absolutely. Because of a question that someone asks because they feel they can trust you with that question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we have such a deep, deep human desire to be known. Mm-hmm. And what active listening does is it tells the other person, I want to know you. And when we are known, truly, when we feel known by the other, we feel loved by the other. Mm-hmm. And then the fruit of that is that it opens up all kinds of possibilities of conversations and deeper questions and hitting the hard issues um, because they felt they feel that um, you have made space for them you know they belong yeah um, yeah in who they are yeah it's it's that whole process of allowing people to feel that they belong before we share our belief or yeah how they are to behave, to behave. yeah and so it really is that first step of belonging that yeah. active listening yeah. moves us into okay um, okay you know sister i was going to ask you know what what encouragement would you like to to bring forward i mean you've you've just really like kind of given a, a mic drop uh, encouragement there with with the belong but i will ask is there anything else you'd love to share with our proclaim listeners i think um i i just realized that i didn't 
and I want to finish with this. So this, um, I, I did mention that one of the ways to practice is compassion. Yes. And, um, and maybe just to leave your listeners with this, that to remember that compassion is to um, bear the other's sorrow, the other's passion, um, and to suffer with the other. And as we enter into ministry, it's going to feel like a, a, as we navigate through active listening, it, 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 is, it is a form of suffering to hold back our wants, our desires, and to really just be present to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our day and age, more than anything, is people in, in so much, many areas of suffering in our wounded suffering world um, that we as Christians are capable of just being present and listening to the other, not presenting the solution. I think it is probably the greatest witness that we can do, be um, to be truly compassionate. So I guess my word of encouragement is know that this is doable. It is, um, it's not easy. It takes a lot of practice, but you can begin today practicing it, begin within your teams practicing it, um, and trust that simply this is what's great. You don't have to control anything. You just have to be present. Mm-hmm. And that can move mountains in terms of the, what, the life of others and so um and then christ gets to be really be present in that moment so practice it you can do it it's uh (laughs) and don't be worried when you fail at times because you're gonna fail at times as well amen amen well let's land the plane there sister john mary thank you so much for taking the time to share with our proclaim listeners what you were able to share at the upper room uh under the the title of active listening uh, proclaim listeners, if this blessed you and uh, you, you think there might be some people in your own ministries and uh, within your sphere that might be blessed by it, consider sharing it and, and passing it along. Uh, proclaim is here to help. So if there's something here that struck you that you'd love to take a deeper dive into and would like some help really understanding and even practicing uh, active listening in your own ministries, feel free to reach out. Our contact is on our website and throughout the Proclaim channels. We're more than happy to help. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next episode. God bless you all. Thank you.